0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. We have a very special guest professional golfer and she had an amazing career at csu san marcos we have jamie jacob jamie welcome
1: what's up guys nice to be on the podcast (laughs) yeah
0: i was super excited you wanted to come on i just you know one of my uh, co-workers told me about you and i know obviously looked you up and everything and was like okay we need to get on the podcast so here she is we'll start with the we'll start with the first question where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf
1: so born and raised in encinitas california um i actually grew up swimming which okay was never my choice um, swimming all right yeah super random <laughs> um, my sister's the uh the the real athlete of the family she's gotcha. uh, six foot one and she was an incredible swimmer and so that's where the car was going because I'm a little sister that just kind yep. of where she's going
0: <laughs> gotcha yeah so,
1: yeah I mean you know how it goes I uh ended up having to swim for six years and
0: mm-hmm.
1: hated it but there was a point where I'm old enough. I was in sixth grade, and my dad was like, "Okay, well, if you want to quit swim, you can find something else." So, yeah, went through a couple different sports, and at that point of having a full childhood of, you know, an independent sport, it was pretty hard to play team sports. Um, right. Tried soccer, volleyball, but as soon as someone else messes up, it's just like oh right, like, exactly. I, I I can't I can't yes um, and so. Golf ended up working out. I mean, if you get a bad kick, it's, I can't blame anyone for that. other than Right. Course. So right. it just kind of worked out. Exactly. Yeah. I needed a little more control over my, my sports. So. Uh,
0: exactly. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of guests that come on, they played baseball, softball or, or vol- like volleyball, like you're bringing up and yeah, they just, I mean, you could be working your tail off and somebody does something wrong and you lose and you're like, okay, like that's enough. <laughs> yeah.
1: I have, I have so much respect for, Teams, people who are in team sports because it's it's the totally different mindset you have mm-hmm. to be you have to be a team i mean truly have to be a team player not that i'm not like in business and classes like that it's like everyone plays has their role right so i'm so competitive that it just it just didn't work for me to be. Yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely. So, I mean, so you started playing golf kind of talk about, I mean, how did you develop, I mean, where did you go to high school? And I mean, did you play in kind of junior tournaments outside of high school? I mean, what was your kind of your junior career like?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I started late since I was forced to swim for so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started playing golf seriously, like taking regular, maybe once a week lessons when I was 12. Okay. Um, Middle school didn't play on a golf team. It wasn't super serious. So, for girls, uh, we didn't have a girls' golf team in middle school. It was like a team and there were no girls on it, if Mm -hmm. I can remember. I'm pretty sure there weren't any girls on it. And I read in a previous year book and some kid was like, Yeah, I'm only on the golf team because they have snacks. And I was like, Okay, (laughs) (laughs) come on. Even being fresh into golf, being competitive, I was like, That's just not the environment for me. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. Uh, so middle school, I just played like North County junior golf, um, Mm -hmm. was out there with Dave Emmerich all the time. He's awesome, awesome guy. Awesome little program. He's got going there. Um, great place to start. And, um, so through that, I didn't really do anything crazy. I wasn't, I mean, posting great stores, scores, I was pretty much just started the best thing that came out of that. I think I got like a player of the year towards the end before I was going to I can't remember like maybe leaving high school. And then I got like a Optimus international uh, uh, alternate or something like that.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nothing. I mean, nothing really came out of it. I pretty much at this point was just looking for um, to get my education paid for in college. And so mm-hmm. I played high school golf on the high school golf team at La Costa Canyon. Okay. Um, and that was fun, but also not super competitive. It was a really fun team. And I mean, mm-hmm. We did okay. We, we weren't great, um, even though LCC competes with Torrey Pines on pretty much everything else. Torrey Pines kicked our butts. Yeah,
0: Torrey Pines is pretty good. Everything. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: For golf, I mean specifically golf. Everything else, like it was pretty fun rivalry. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I was a MVP or number one on the high school team all four years. So that was that was nice. I kind of walked into mm-hmm. leading a team. Um, and then after that ended up getting scholarship to play at Cal state mm-hmm. uh, and it was kind of the same situation where the coach was looking, Greg Hutton coach was, yeah. was really looking yeah. to build the team and he wasn't the women's coach for very long, but he'd been the men's coach for a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so he was like trying to just reface the women's golf team. And he was kind of telling me that he wanted me to be part of that and he wanted me to lead that and. So basically what happened in high school happened in college where I came in number one. Yeah, awesome. It was cool. But looking back, I wish I had given myself like a team with a little more for me to chase after.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Yeah. To kind of make you work a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: because I I wasn't staring at anyone's tail. You know, I kind of was open in front of me and I just kept pushing, which... Uh do really well with and i still notice it it's kind of interesting analyzing all of this you know how 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 i work now versus you know what you've seen in your past and um so that's interesting like even in tournaments if i'm leading a tournament like Uh there you go chasing it's harder for me to chase it's really interesting Um, yeah so yeah and you know just stayed local san diego it's pretty hard to leave this place but um
0: seriously yeah and i mean so, uh, yeah, you, so you, yeah, you um, got a scholarship offer from CSU San Marcos. Um, the recruiting process, I mean, wh- were there any other schools that maybe you were, like, interested in? Or were you just kind of set, like, you got an offer from there, committed, that was kind of it? Or was there other schools you kind of were thinking about?
1: Yeah, I am. Um, well, I actually, I mean, the whole recruiting process with golf is so unique compared to other sports. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm the only person in my family that had ever done it. So mm-hmm. my dad and I just kind of were like, okay, well, what do we do? Um, right. Yeah. Ended up getting a recruiter or mm-hmm. not a recruiter. Like one of those companies that
0: Yeah.
1: last emails for you.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, I did the same thing.
1: Yeah. And it kind of seemed like the normal way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, I never used it. Like the way I got into Cal state was um, just playing a future champions tournament, which is the other station gotcha. kind of that I played in. And yeah. Um, it was like one of their college events where all the college coaches come and watch and, um,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: so I'm, that's where I met Greg. And, um, I mean, it happened pretty fast after that. I believe it was my beginning of my junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was nice. It was like pretty much set. Basically. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: And you knew where you were going to go and everything. I mean, it's kind of nice yeah. to know where you're going to go play. Cause you weren't like, uh, like, where am I going next year to play? <laughs> like, yeah, it yeah, can be kind of tough.
1: Oh, so nice! And I knew, like, I mean, Cal State, on the education side of it, like, mm-hmm. for Cal State, I think there's some sort of deal with, um, like, my district in high school that I was in, where you, gotcha. you don't have to do very much to get into that school. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so, like, the ACT scores, the SAT scores were super low, so I literally didn't even study, and I went and took the test and got like bare minimum scores, like skip questions, just like. And it Good got go. in, so I was like, cool.
0: <laughs> That's all yeah, you need, was, yeah.
1: All my friends were like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you don't have to do any of this, and you already know you're going to school. I was like,
0: yeah, it's pretty safe. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, I remember taking those tests. It was not fun at all. Um, yeah. yeah, it was super, super stressful. But um, yeah. so, I mean, you committed to CSU San Marcos. I mean, mm-hmm. what was kind of something that you were looking forward to with college golf? And maybe kind of talk about your experiences your freshman year at CSU San Marcos.
1: Yeah. So, um, well, what I was looking for, so I forgot to mention other schools. So I was, I was, talking oh, yeah. to Panama, okay, uh, yeah. and Reno and I really wanted to play division one golf and I really wanted to go away. Mm-hmm. To school. um, looking back, that was like the stupidest goal. <laughs> <laughs> My goal should have been to stay as close to here as possible. I'm glad I did, but, um, I wanted to, you know, get a college experience and yeah, get out there and see what the world has for you, you know? So um, I was interested in Reno and um, I was interested in Texas Tech and Wyoming. And sc- I mean, I wasn't good enough at that point to play in a division one school that had good weather.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So
1: I was, I was at a point where I could get on teams pretty comfortably. I was talking to um, Southern Utah university mm-hmm. and these schools, like they snow. And they have like half of a year not half a year but there's a lot of time that they're either indoors hitting off mats or yeah just not
0: anywhere where there's white stuff on the ground that's not going to cut it (laughs) yeah unless
1: it's like that stuff near the ocean yeah then it's just just not going to happen for me
0: (laughs) exactly Uh, yeah
1: it just uh, it i'm honestly kind of annoyed that i grew up in such a nice place because now it's like my standards are so high right right (laughs) Uh, I wish I was raised in, like, Iowa, so I was just like, yeah, anything is better than this.
0: Yeah, you get to the (laughs) ocean, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Pretty much knew what I was getting into. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, walking into the team, Greg was like, you know, we want to be super competitive, and he's really competitive as a coach, and so Like, we're going to be number one. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the goal. We're going to be the best, and so I knew I wasn't walking into a team that was like going to coast. I was walking into a team that wanted it, you know, gotcha. and that's a huge reason of why I chose um, Cal state is one, his drive, like mm-hmm. that he wanted to win. i was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. This is the mentality you want. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, especially him saying, I mean, he's a really good salesman. <laughs> he was really good at selling like yeah. the experience and, and ultimately it was it pretty much lived up to it for the most part. Um, I mean, there's always different things that happen, go on, but freshman year was really fun. I I wasn't really expecting much out of it. And at this point, like playing professional golf after school, just like, wasn't really an option. I just, Mm -hmm. um, I'm more of a realist. I like to say the way I like, not really a dreamer. I'm not that kid that was like, Oh my gosh, I'm five years old, but when I'm 15, I'm going to be number one in the world. Like when I'm going to be on the LPGA, it wasn't, it's not like, yeah. I'm like, at this point, well, like, what are my options from where I am right now? So that's why it started with playing junior golf. And then it started with, okay, I could get my education paid for. And then, um, so now freshman year, I'm just like, I want to be number one on the team. I want to get good grades and I want to get a business degree and I want to make a lot of money. Like,
0: yeah, (laughs) right.
1: that's, That's pretty much, all I cared about and then um I won my first tournament in the fall of freshman year um came out with a bang let's go yeah
0: (laughs) yeah you well you had two individual wins your first year and you had a scoring average 75.69 so I mean like
1: yeah it wasn't
0: um, it wasn't like a deer in the headlights that's for sure you came out of the gates firing
1: I mean it it looks like it but I'm I'm still a freshman that didn't win much as a junior and Uh like a junior golfer and um, yeah I never did well at CIF in high school. I never moved on past CIF. Um, It just, I just, you know, I didn't really know how to win other than playing. Like it was necessary. No offense to North County junior golf, but playing tournaments where I'm shooting like 83 and winning.
0: Yeah. um, That's yeah. That's going to be a,
1: that's, that happens for girls. Like not as competitive and Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to take home a plaque when you don't think you necessarily deserve a plaque that day. And right. Right but you need that. Like everyone kind of needs, it's just the, it's the playing field you're on. You know? Yeah. Um, granted I never played HAGA, so I didn't really get my like.
0: Get right. Yeah. HGGs are a whole other way. level of stuff. Yeah. It's a whole nother level of just, yeah. just the, the fields and the travel and the talent there. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane yeah. There. So I,
1: I never got to that like competitive level either. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that first one freshman year, I was, I was so stoked. I, I mean, at that point, I'm walking into a tournament saying, like, I want to hit fairways, mm-hmm. I hit greens, and like, I want to be, I want to be number one on my team. That mm-hmm. was pretty much all I cared about. Um, right. Really competitive with the whole th- with the team. It's hard. It was hard for me at first, also freshman year, to be friends with my team. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying so hard, but I also was really um, like introverted as a freshman, I, I, have changed and I've come out of my shell so much more now, um, yeah. and learned how to be on a team, but being on a team full of individuals, it was a really hard transition for me. Right. Um, and even my teammates would say, they're like, dude, come on, like come hang out with us. And I'd be like, eh, I don't know. it's just so <laughs> uncomfortable. Not that I didn't like them and not yeah. that I like, I love my teammates. I, I, we had a great team every mm-hmm. year we had, we were so fortunate to have, you know, to be, to call like most of my teammates close friends yeah You're not going to call all of your teammates close friends but if you can call at least two or three close friends and it was more than that I just did a great team for all four years um so (laughs) yeah it uh took a transition there like I just if you're going into college playing college golf and you're coming out of being an independent golfer Mm -hmm. it's a tough transition and jumping ahead but it's tough to get out of that too like it's hard showing up to tournaments alone now. Like I don't like yeah. it as much.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> like where where is everybody at? <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like yeah. you don't have that moment where like you see another player do something or you know every. I mean, it's competitive, right? When you know the warm up before a tournament, and every now and then you just want to kind of huddle back to your team and be like, oh. right?
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. We're about to go like tee off. How are you ladies feeling? Like, is everybody uh, okay? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And say like, Oh my God, I was so uncomfortable. And the third tee, like, I can't, I can't stand that shot and then be like, Oh my God, I know too, but this is where I hit it. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll try that next time.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what the team's all about. And then, I mean, so it, it seemed like, I mean, for anybody going into your freshman year of college and college golf in general, I mean, it's just, it's a tough transition. And it seems like. It is. While while you were, you know, you were so much about, you know, you want to be number one, just doing the best you possibly can, which is obviously not a bad thing. And, um, I mean, you had a, you know, pretty solid freshman year, your, you know, your sophomore year, your your scoring average went down 74.09. And you were a member of the CCA championship team, which was the first title in school history. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you set a new record shooting 67, the second round of the championship and you won four events. I mean, like your stats you just continue to get better and better and better each year but your sophomore year I'd like to talk about that championship team and maybe talk about the ladies that were on that team and just kind of what were your experiences like
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) I'm trying to remember where I even played conference my sophomore year so freshman year um Uh we didn't even get to postseason because uh cal state san marcos was transitioning from naia to division two gotcha there's that window Mm -hmm. that they can't compete in postseason so that was another reason i went to cal state my coach was like i mean it it didn't bother me most players they might be upset about it but Mm -hmm. again i wasn't walking into this team like expecting to everything. like i was walking in like this is gonna be a cool experience and i -hmm. get my education paid for like cool yeah yeah um so when you said my freshman year, we weren't going to be able to go to postseason, which means we couldn't go to conference, we couldn't go to regionals or nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, cool. I just get to like test it out, no pressure.
0: Basically, see how the first year goes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then sophomore year, um, nothing really changed as far as like the attitude or walking into it went. A mm-hmm. um, little more confidence under my belt because freshman year, like freshman year is scary. Yeah. you don't know what you're getting into you don't know who everyone else is on the on you know different teams that you're playing with right um that was fun um stormy it was really beautiful golf course sonoma country club
0: yeah sonoma country club yeah,
1: yeah. and we had a really fun team um a pretty old team other than claire being freshman um i was sophomore with two others and then a couple juniors in the senior mm-hmm. um That tournament was really fun. It actually got super rainy one of the days and really cold.
2: Uh huh.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, And it was like our first tournament that we ever had to play out of super thick, rough.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, Because all of the other tournaments we were playing in that year were like in the desert.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it's a little different weather condition. And I mean, that I know um, Sonoma Golf Club, super, super tough golf course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I couldn't imagine being in conditions like that. I mean, yeah, that can be brutal. But I mean, you ladies still came out on top and you won. I mean, that's the first CCA title in like school history. Like, I mean, what, did, what did that mean to the ladies and to your coaches after that?
1: Yeah. It, um, I mean, it was pretty cool. So what impressed me the most was um, just the fact that this was kind of the vision for where the team was going to go and right. actually accomplishing it. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow it just, I can't remember how close it was either. I don't mm-hmm. think it was super close. Because mm-hmm. um, I want to say, oh no, it was, because we weren't leading after the first day. Okay. And I remember Greg sat us down and like basically yelled at us. <laughs> it was like, a, it was bad. <laughs> it was, it was a bad. Because um, we, I mean, no one really played that great. And then yeah. the next day we turned around and we got it. And it was, um, the second day was the sunny day the first day was the, like
0: yeah it was just rough yeah.
1: yeah yeah um and i think just as a team we were pretty tight like just in general we were we were there for each other and mm-hmm. um, yeah that was one of the coolest finishes um because i believe that second round i shot the 67
0: mm-hmm yeah
1: Um, for division two women's it's only two rounds
0: two rounds yeah yep
1: so and my whole team was there waiting for me and it was it was like because i i won a couple more that sophomore year but Mm -hmm. this was our first conference and that was all kind of new and cool for me and i i thought i was gonna be getting like a big trophy it turned out to just be plaque. but that's yeah
0: yeah still though hey just put it on the wall you know It, it was you got to add it to you know all your individual wins that you had and you know in the ones in the future years i mean yeah you you moved to so you guys you know you guys won that you were the uh, cca champions um and then i mean as the next year went by junior year which was a very special for you i know um your scoring average you were went down once again 72.85 won three yeah. tournaments and You had numerous top tens and you were the i mean you were the ncaa division two national champion i mean I'd love to kind of talk about that that win you had. It was at PJ National in Florida. Um, kind of talk about what kind of golf did you play, I and mean, what was your mindset kind of throughout that week, kind of going into each round.
1: Yeah, that honestly, that whole spring was really interesting because um, I know we'll get to Arnold Palmer Cup in 2019 mm-hmm. or 2020, yeah. but um, I was being considered for that year too. Um, gotcha. Which is big deal because you only get for each year mm-hmm. there's only one girl division two golfer in the usa exactly or you know per year um and so to be considered was really cool and um i found out before nationals that they picked a good friend of mine from dallas baptist and Parmiter. okay She's one of my favorite competitors because uh-huh. she and i would play against each other and i she was one of the one of my favorite competitors she's just she's classy and sharp and super competitive and I was like, I just want to beat you, but <laughs> um yeah. he ended up getting chosen. And so um obviously I was so happy for her, but just just the nature of competitiveness inside me was like I have to beat her at nationals because yeah. I have to have them look at that and say, oh like we could have picked Jamie too. She also would have been a good choice. Exactly. So that was honestly probably all I cared about going into nationals. I knew at this point, um, I definitely had more confidence under my belt. I mm-hmm. um, played okay at regionals. I didn't do anything special at regionals. Um, but I just remember walking into this tournament. I had it in my head of like, I could win this. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah,
1: It's interesting how your mindset changes going into tournaments based on what you've played in, obviously, it's just common sense. Like, if you haven't won anything, you're just trying to, you know, break even or, I don't know, yeah. shoot even, shoot 72, shoot whatever your level is at. Um, right. And at this point in my career, I was at a point where I would walk into tournaments and, like, I went through a rocky patch. I think that's why that year I – I don't want to say it this way, but this that's where the year I only won three tournaments because I was coming close to win more. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I was started to walk into tournaments expecting to win. Yeah. Um, which you can't let your guard down like that regardless of any tournament you play in you have to play good golf and exactly yeah can not walk in blind being like i could walk in the park and win it's just that right and no matter how good you are if you're i don't care if you're tiger woods he doesn't do that walking into tournaments didn't right um but so that that's why i think this year was actually really hard for me um because i was struggling with the mentality of of winning and mm-hmm. While I had learned how to win and learned how to be comfortable at the top of the leaderboard, I was working on it and learning how to walk in more humbly and more
2: mm-hmm.
1: just grateful to be there. And um, I did it because I kind of had a little stretch of not winning anything and coming close my junior year. And so nationals was actually a bright, kind of a breakthrough. Um, course was incredible. So much yeah. fun. I mean PJ um,
0: National. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was playing the bear I, trap. We, yeah, we got to stay at the hotel too and yeah, wake up, walk out onto the putting green. It just for a college golf tournament, division 2, you don't get much, you nope. know. Especially Cal State school, they don't spend much, they don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so as, as much as our coaches in our department was trying to do the best for us, they just honestly didn't have the freedom to. So mm-hmm. you, know, you see Division One schools, they're flying private jets to golf tournaments and we're staying at the comfort suites and yep. hey. you know, trying to road trip and pack into a Suburban instead of fly because it's cheaper. So yeah, showing up there and, um, you know, the NCAA does a really good job with Nationals. You show up and you get like the goodie bag and the golf balls and like it just mm-hmm. – felt like a college golf tournament yep uh, and I you know I hate to say that that's what I feel like they should feel like more I know <laughs> division one tournaments feel more like that all the time uh, yeah but division two don't as much they you know there's nothing too special ab- about them and uh, so this it was just a really fun experience and the course was hard yeah of course is hard. It's I mean, that's why they play the Honda Classic at it. And yeah,
0: it's no joke, and, that's for
1: sure. Yeah. One of my favorite golf courses of all time. It's just, it's so good. The bear trap is so good. It just makes you like as soon as you start to feel like you're coming down the stretch and you start to get that little nerve. Like for me, it's usually sixteen. If I'm if I'm up there and competing and it's a tournament, like I've kind of same with the SCGA, you start to feel it like 15, 16. Yeah. And that's literally where the bear trap will be. And that's the bear trap. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so strategic. It just Mm -hmm. is, uh, it's such a good golf course. And um, I'm proud to say that I won it even at that golf course because they made it so that the winning score would be even kind of like a Mm -hmm. USGA event. Yeah. But it, I mean, that course is not as scorable as it looks on a scorecard. It's, Mm -hmm. um, it's just a really good track.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, we played, my last year at Sonoma State, we played nationals at PJ National. And I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. So like what you're talking about, you know, you're coming down the stretch those last, you know, those last four holes. And it's
2: like,
0: there's not just layup holes here. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. the, I mean, the first one, the par three over the water. I mean, it's, if you have any wind, you're not hitting a stock shot. You got a knockdown shot. And then you got the longest par four that kind of goes to the right. Par three over water 17 as well. And then 18, you know, longer par five, it's a, it's a very, very just interesting green up there. It's, it's hard to get on into if you go for it into. two. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you got to lay it up to a good number because if you don't have a good number going into that green, it's kind of tough. And yeah, you're also factoring yeah. in some wind and stuff. And yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I was yeah. Say, if I remember it, right. I believe the wind's coming off the left on 18 usually too. Mm-hmm. That, they're always pretty narrow up there. So if you yep. drive a little too much with the water up the right, it's, yep. I mean, it's in the drink. It's just, yes.
0: so, you're dropping another one.
1: Right. And if you don't, I mean, for the women's yardages, if you didn't hit a wood and try and get up there, mm-hmm. it's almost tighter. If you lay back, it was kind of. Right. It was really interesting. So I remember every time I laid up with a wood and I was just, there's a bunker on, on the left. That's like a kind of a 40 yard bunker shot. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: and I would just try and get to that and just leave it short of that. And still I'd get up there and be like, dude, I- that was pretty close. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And it's, um, I mean, just kind of talk about that moment when you won. I mean, you shot, I mean, for, you know, you shot a total of even par. That's amazing at that golf course, especially on that, you know, on a national level. I mean, yeah. what was your kind of, were there any nerves on that final green, that final putt kind of going in? I mean, what, what was your thought process going, you know, in that moment?
1: It's, it's actually, it's a really interesting win situation because, Mm -hmm. um, I was not playing. I actually, um, played in the morning Mm -hmm. and there was a girl that was like coming for me.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
1: Pretty well. And she was close. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe when I was playing, I knew I was playing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I thought that I needed to go low Mm because it's hard for me to imagine that even would win just right. I'd like to be in the red a little but um mm-hmm. uh, especially then like this is my kind of my first time the first start of trying to be in the red and just like at this point nationals you just think you got to be four under you
0: right know? yeah like the the winning score is gonna be under par no matter what yeah. right
1: um and so I if I remember correctly I birdied my last hole and I was like cool real wow. you know like I didn't I didn't I didn't Next. know how close I was. Didn't really know anything. Um, so then I look at the leaderboard and everyone's, you know, like, good job, good playing. It's nothing special. And then I'm starting to watch the leaderboard and I'm like, okay, well, like I'm close. This is fun. It's fun to see the leaderboard. when really you Yeah. You're not playing. and You don't have nerves anymore. It's like, right. I'd never done that before. This was all new for me. And so then I'm thinking like, Oh, I'm going to go to a playoff. So I went to the range and started warming up and getting ready for a playoff. And, um, I remember I called my coach. I FaceTimed my coach and I was my uh, independent, my own coach. My yeah, coach. your
0: swing coach. Yeah. yeah
1: Doug Dimmons. Um And I FaceTimed him and I was like, dude, I'm like close. I'm like warming up to go to a playoff. And he's like, that's sick. Like, good luck. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: I was nervous. Um, yeah. But I also really wanted to go to a playoff because I just really want to play in a playoff. I just playoffs for me are the best case situation. I think that's so fun. Yeah. Um, and she ended up missing not by much but she ended up missing her putt on the last hole for birdie mm-hmm. and then i was i was on the putting green with my team yeah parents and um, my parents actually like snuck over to watch her finish to see and
0: gotcha yeah yeah uh,
1: so they kind of turned around in the whole Dallas Baptist team which we were like again that's the team that my friend ann was on they're just great competitors mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah they always have a good team
1: yeah they're they're, they're nice they're just i mean teams change every year, but the years Mm -hmm. that we were on there, they were like just the best competitors They, you know? um, And so they were all sitting watching and they all turned to me and they all like put their hands up and that whole team came over and gave me a big hug. And that meant the world to me. Um, I just started crying. And my parents were there. My parents started crying. And I I was just like, that was cool. That was the biggest, biggest thing I had ever won. Yeah. Um,
0: It's a huge moment, huge
1: accomplishment. Yeah. And and nothing really came close to it. Um, Mm -hmm. so it was, it was very, very cool. And I mean, that was like the easy part of the week. And then we went into the match play with the teams and stuff and Mm -hmm. it was hot and it was, (laughs) everyone thought we were going to die on Friday. Yeah. It was like the the day we had to play 36 holes. Mm Yeah. Like the, you go from eight to four or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was terrible my only thing that i think they should change mm-hmm. but i also understand why they don't change it is that you don't get a ring if you win individually
0: yeah right
1: and i wanted a ring so bad <laughs> <laughs> so i was like okay well we got to win the the team right exactly
0: yeah we got to go out there and win the team yeah let's yeah, go ladies
1: um and so we we came in second um and it was it was such a heartbreaking loss our whole team it was just like devastating but I mean we came so far the mm-hmm. year before so my um so that, that was my junior year my yeah, sophomore, your year, sophomore year um we we played terribly at regionals gotcha we had the same team at nationals 2019 so 2018 when we played regionals like we played terrible
2: mm-hmm. i don't
1: think we came close uh, it didn't feel like we came close like we were walking in there expecting to kind of go um, mm-hmm. we if we played okay, we, we should have qualified. And, and so to go from not moving on past regionals at all to coming in second, 20, 2019, I'm mm-hmm. so proud of that team. Like yeah. that, the team was so fun and so competitive and so driven. It just, it was, that team made my college golf experience. Um, it was, I mean, such an honor to play with them and just to see how how much like my success pushed them to mm-hmm. made me want to keep playing better, and it just, I just, I love it. It was such a fun environment. It's making me like nostalgic for college golf because yeah, but um, so that was that was really cool. But yeah, our, our our loss coming in second, um, to I think it was like Arkansas Tech was a huge bummer. Um, yeah,
0: Arkansas Tech. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. Arkansas Tech was they weren't the best competitors. Like like I look at Dallas Baptist and say, that's a team that I I want them to play hard. I want them to play well, and if mm-hmm. they beat me, I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Arkansas Tech wasn't necessarily the same. They weren't necessarily, from my experience and from what I remember, they weren't competitors that I. Uh, sounds bad but i didn't respect them as much as i respected dallas baptist so mm-hmm. it was kind of a like just sucked losing yeah it just truly really, it was terrible yeah. um you know they just they weren't as gracious
0: yeah <laughs> no i totally crazy. see what you're saying
1: like, we won, you know it's yeah like, well, yeah no
0: kind of like okay like act like you've been there sort of thing Yeah.
2: yeah
0: yeah i get what you're saying yeah and um, i mean second place is still an amazing finish though. I mean, oh, yeah. like you said, those, I mean, those experiences in that team, you're never going to forget that year. I'm sure. And those oh, ladies yeah. on that team, I mean, I'm sure those are some of your you know, really good friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you had a tough finish your junior year, still a great finish though. Second place.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Can I talk about going into your senior year? Um, I mean, was there, did, were there ladies that graduated or did you kind of basically have the same team your senior year i mean what was it like going into your senior year
1: well no, so the team so the team that went to nationals it i mean it just our team didn't change very much all of my experience there because i had me and two other freshmen going in that we stayed there the whole time which is i think pretty rare because you get transfers and you get right someone else really came in when, and was our year that played consistently in the top five and like stayed there the whole time so we always gotcha. had each other. Um, and then, I mean, take freshman year out and Claire was there, my whole experience. And, um, we had so much fun, just like, I don't know. It was like, you get to a point where you feel like siblings, mm-hmm. you don't really have to feel like friends, even though we were, but it's interesting on a golf team because they're, they might not necessarily be people that you would meet in the class and like be friends with your right. kind of, you're put on this. It's like growing up in a family. Like you can't mm-hmm. choose your family. You can't choose your team. Right. But you accept everyone's differences, and you accept, you know, people work different, and they practice different, and they talk different, they eat different. Mm-hmm. It's just, and you accept it, and you learn how to support it. I think that's why teams in general, you see, there's this unique bond that you have to accept them regardless of who they are, and figure out how to work well with them. And yeah. Um. So we were really close, uh, junior year. And then senior year was, uh, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I'm just grateful for all of the people that were older than me when I came in too, but, um, it was really fun senior year. Like we had a team that it was that exact team that won nationals, but we had more, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we still had the same top four. So we were sitting there like, we can do this. We get, a you know, different help in the fifth spot, fourth, fifth spot. And mm-hmm. uh, we can do this again. And my goal was to win it individually again, because I started looking up statistically and I'm like comparing myself with past people who've won it. No one won it back to back years. There was gotcha. one I think that won it like a sophomore in a senior year. Right.
0: And, but not back to back.
1: And I wanted it like so bad. Cause I'm at that point where, um, at this point, so with my college career, I'm, I got to a point after I won, like, five tournaments, mm-hmm. I got to a point where I, I wanted to set a record. I was like, that's yeah. the record? So I started looking at the records and kind of say, like, okay, well, how many do I want to win? And then I, my goal was 10. Uh-huh. And then I won more than that. So then after that, once I won 10, my goal was 15. And so I, I truly, like, this also might sound bad, but I, I was going to get to 15.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I ended up winning 13 mm-hmm. there was another like half tournament freshman year I think I won three technically freshman year um, yeah like a try tournament um
0: gotcha okay
1: so 13 and um and I didn't get to play in conference regionals or nationals or like I think there were two other tournaments that we couldn't play in because of COVID mm-hmm. um, that was terrible yeah. I I mean, there. I've never felt such a terrible feeling in my life, other than maybe losing a family member. Like, it yeah. was such a depressing period.
0: Oh, well, that's um, unfortunate. I'm sorry about that.
1: No, but, I mean, everyone went through it. Everyone yeah. who played college athletics went through it, especially well, in
0: yeah.
1: your class, if it was yeah. your last year. Granted, I had the opportunity to go back, but...
0: Yeah, but there was um, a lot of unknowns at the time.
1: <laughs> there were a lot of unknowns, and um, they told me that... I had to be taking classes to contribute towards a major requirement. Couldn't do gotcha. it. Yeah. Um, which meant I would have had to drop one of my, because I, I planned it so that I had like my senior experience, my capstone classes were all that last semester. Yep. But they told me they were like, for you to be eligible, you need to drop one of those. <laughs> oh, like,
2: yeah.
1: You're high. I am yeah. not like, going to drop these classes. Were They were the hardest classes. Yeah. A little more than halfway through them and I was like I don't want to do that project again like I just did exactly
0: exactly um,
1: so even though I did have the opportunity to go back um, I didn't I didn't want to take it I felt like my time there was was done and um, it was mainly the the tournaments that I I was really heartbroken to not be able to play in mm-hmm. um, but as far as you know, the college golf experience, at that point, I was pretty much, I was ready to move past it. Um, even though like looking back now, I, I'm nostalgic about the tournaments in the moment, it was getting really exhausting. Um,
2: yeah.
1: it's, especially with senior year and everything. And, and you're with the, I mean, I love all of my teammates, but they would agree too. You get to a point where you're like, okay, <laughs> we've been together for how long? And you know, you, you see the best sides of them, you see the worst sides of them, you see, Mm -hmm. you see everything about these people. So, um, at that point I was starting to burn out. So luckily that helped me kind of get through just the unfortunate side of it being canceled. I could kind of say like, okay, well, I think I was ready to move on. Right. Um, But still, I mean, it was still just such a hard experience. It was, and it was rainy. I remember it's like March 10th we were supposed to go to practice and it was raining in San Diego. And yeah. of course with San Diego golf courses, they don't know how to flood or they don't yeah. know to rain. Right. So putting greens were flooded. We couldn't practice at Shadow Ridge in Vista. And mm-hmm. my coach called us in, we sat down and he was basically like, he started telling the freshmen, like you need to move out of your dorms. I would mm-hmm. go home. Um, yeah. It was, it just happened so fast. Um, yeah. And so we kind of said bye. And we were like, I don't know if I'll see you. I think I went to like one more class or something. And that was it. That yeah. was, college was done for me. And I didn't I didn't know that at the time. But looking back, it was like it just bandage ripped off so fast, even though obviously I was doing Zoom the whole rest of the semester. But um, yeah,
0: but still, though, I mean, you went from everything in person, practice in person, tournaments, playing golf to all right, online classes, and that's really it. I mean, it's yeah. it's a t- it's tough, and with it being your senior year, I mean, that's just yeah. I mean, I I I was, I mean, it was my uh, would have been my junior year, so yeah, it was yeah. it was rough. And Matthew Moss, I had him on the podcast, and literally, yeah. I mean, you're talking that it was raining that day, brought him into yeah. the office. I'm literally going back and thinking when Matthew's episode, he's talking about that. I mean, it's just it's it is it is so tough for. Yeah anybody that was a senior that year and um yeah it was just really unfortunate I mean I yeah there was a lot of unknowns like I was saying but I mean your senior year you're, even though it was cut short
2: mm-hmm.
0: you still finish with a scoring average 71.38 mm-hmm. you won three out of six tournaments and you finished ranked you know fifth in the you know division two rankings I mean going from your senior year to like you said you were kind of burnt out mm-hmm. I mean what was kind of next for you? I mean, I know, um, that, you know, like we were talking about, you got selected to play on the Palmer cup team. Not I mean, yet. not yet. Okay.
1: I didn't know that yet.
0: Okay. You didn't know that yet. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what was kind of your thought process then after that, was it just like, all right, like, I'm just going to go play pro golf. Or I mean, what, what was it like after that?
1: Yeah. So again, going back to the fact that I was a total realist, like mm-hmm. at this point I had just decided that post-college I would probably pursue professional golf got you uh, it took me a long time to con- I had to sell myself on it because mm-hmm. I know it's a huge commitment and it it is it's a lot of work um you're running a small business and yeah you're doing everything and on top of that your small business requires you to travel and be comfortable with that and compete at your highest level it's it's not for the faint of heart. And it's to be, I mean, I respect every professional golfer I come across. It's a grind.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So it took me a long time to decide that that's what I wanted to do. Um, so it, it honestly, it just didn't cross my mind. I just wanted to graduate. Mm -hmm. Um, The goal was to graduate. I still had some tough classes and, um, it was all on Zoom, and, and there was so much up in the air that you really couldn't make plans. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, even professional events. I mean, like there was no, there, there was nothing.
1: nothing. Yeah. No, they canceled all of the the U.S. Open qualifiers because I was supposed to play in a U.S. Open qualifier that I believe they canceled them. So I, was, mm-hmm. I was like just about to play in it because they're usually in May. Yeah. Um, so they canceled those, and that's when they canceled the U.S. Open that year too, I think, and it just got to a point where i was like <laughs> i don't know i don't know what what am i going to do yeah. um, i'm fortunate that my um, my family has a vacation house out in Palm Springs Palm Desert gotcha.
3: yeah
1: so at this point all the golf courses shut down too mhm so i just like i just went out there and <laughs> floated in the pool and tanned and practiced on the course that was <laughs> the, the grass was all overgrown and i'm sitting yeah. there like barefoot with a big straw hat like just practicing on the golf course and there you go i didn't do zoom classes and honestly like i made the most of it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you got to. The of it but um i mean the only good thing i remember was i was literally out there um practicing in my straw hat and my flip flops mm-hmm. and my jean shorts and got a call from Dustin with the Arnold Palmer Cup team and, mm-hmm. and he called me and that's when he told me that um, I made the team. he kind of said like are you still interested in playing on the team with COVID and everything Up you were like
0: yard. yes <laughs>
1: yes I don't care about COVID like <laughs> I'm coming I don't care about you like I'm gonna be there I don't care if y'all are gonna be there but I'm gonna be there
0: <laughs> exactly yeah
1: yeah and I just I like I started crying I was just because at that point there was like no good news
0: mm-hmm. and right
1: no good news. Everything
0: was getting canceled, like just nothing good going on. I totally see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Nothing good. Um, and so I, when I found that, I was like, oh my God, like I needed that or else it was just, you know, it was getting depressing. Everything was sad. Um, and even though it was supposed to be in Ireland, um, that year, because they go back and forth and they canceled that. And I was so bummed, but I was like, obviously I'm not going to go to Ireland because it's freaking COVID and everything's closed. So I should have seen that coming, but, um, that's when they changed it to be at Bay Hill, which was like, are you kidding? That's sick.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's insane.
1: Yeah. Really cool. So that kind of gave me a little, little extra nudge, but just, it feels weird. So now I hang up and I'm like, okay, so now I'm prepping for Arnold Palmer cup and the golf courses are closed and I'm still practicing like Mm-hmm. super casually it just it was weird I didn't have there's no ranges to go to yeah um, I'm actually fortunate that that golf course I was practicing at doesn't have a range <laughs> they have a uh-huh. net so I gotcha. could actually practice <laughs>
3: uh-huh yeah
1: um and it just it uh, I I really needed that good news and then after that I started um practicing for SCGA mm-hmm. um and that that was really fun too um I ended up winning the SCGA yeah after like coming out of COVID I was so proud of that I mean at that point I had a couple months or a handful of months to be back to normal Mm -hmm. I guess back to normal for the time right
0: yeah exactly
1: but back to normal, like putting on greens that are actually mode.
0: <laughs> yeah. Something that'll like actually kind of, you know, you know, you can just like kind of tap it and it'll run out a little bit. Not wow. just like Velcro.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. It's not like I'm making full swings at 10 foot putts. Exactly.
0: Uh, right. Right.
1: But I had to play. I'm not like a putting with the pin in person. Uh-huh. Take the pin out. And um, I, I just remember that I, I won the SCGA with the pins in because you couldn't take the pins Cause out. Because you
0: couldn't take them out. Yeah
1: yeah now I'm thinking about it maybe I should always do (laughs) just
0: leave them in everywhere that's that's like because I mean with COVID and everything I mean even before if I was like too far you know I would I would keep the pin too but like now it's just like who touches the pin now it seems like
1: yeah it's kind of weird I still take it out yeah Um, I I always take the pin out there's more hole I mean Bryson says you should take it out and he freaking does all the analytics so I believe it
0: (laughs) there you go (laughs) there you go
1: (laughs) no but um so that was really interesting and then Arnold Cup was
0: so fun yeah kind of talk about that week I mean you're at Bay Hill you know I my previous episode I recorded with Cooper Dossie he kind of talked about his experiences but you know I like to hear from you know the women's side because they have men's and women's there I mean you're competing with the best ladies I mean in the world yeah and you're playing Bay Hill kind of talk about that week and just all the gear you got and everything
1: oh I got the gear um the gear was probably my no, that was. I can't say that was my favorite part because I was playing at Bay Hill, but the <laughs> was sweet. it was pretty sweet, yeah, fun. yeah. Um, so, showing up was really, I mean, they're trying so hard, even though this was December of 2019, mm-hmm. or sorry, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they had to try so hard to yeah. allow it to go to for the event to be on so they went through so many precautions which as much as they were annoying I I'm grateful for them because they allowed the, the event to be on like to right be held in the first place exactly that, they would have shut it down um so we had to show up and get tested and then wait for our results to come back and meanwhile we're staying in the lodge and you know we walk in you get all your stuff and you just was like oh my god this it's
0: is like this. christmas
1: oh my god yeah and it was time it was christmas time too yeah. so this is all i need this is all yeah. I need. it was like yep something crazy like almost 10 outfits and like that oh, is
0: amazing so awesome
1: 10 outfits and we only play like five days right <laughs> yeah like, sick.
0: give you so um, much stuff that's so awesome
1: yeah i mean rightly so like it's a it's a big deal so cool but I didn't really realize how big of a deal it was because again like I'm going through COVID and you're not really around people and so Mm -hmm. you get mellowed out you're not you know it's not like I was in every now and then stuff would happen at Cal State I'd be in a class one of the professors would hear it and he'd talk about it Mm
0: -hmm. right
1: (laughs) made stuff feel big and they it just made there's like more not weight but almost just more praise that you Mm -hmm. get. yeah And for Arnold Palmer Cup, like, there wasn't much. I was pretty much, like, pretty isolated. Of course, I'd have friends congratulate me and stuff. But being a year, almost a year out of school or a year from playing with the golf team and a year out of just kind of being away from the golf community. I mean, I've played a couple tournaments Mm -hmm. for it. But just getting all that gear and seeing how they treated us, that's what truly told me how big of a deal it was and that's Mm -hmm. when it really hit me like wow I'm here like this is this is it
0: yeah
1: cool um and it's there's just that weekend in I guess I think it was like four days um I'll never forget it um the course was in incredible shape uh you know of course they they treat it like a tour event for the most part other than there weren't any guests because um
0: yeah, because COVID, yeah. there was a lot. Once again, a lot of unknowns. Yes, <laughs> a lot, of, a lot, and like you're saying, there's a lot of hoops you had to go through to even have the event and play. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like you said, you were just super, super pumped to even be there and have the event going. I mean, yeah, it's huge. And
1: it was really cool because I didn't I, at this point I wasn't um, I didn't know anyone on the team because mm-hmm. I was a Division Two golfer. I'm there alone. Like I'm not right. black sheep.
2: Yeah,
1: is totally the atmosphere on the team too. Yeah. Like I walked in as a black sheep but fortunately all my the whole team was awesome and they uh-huh. were really cool about me being d2 they're like oh but what was my name when I show up like oh it's d2 girl but until I until I like met them talked to them and kind of told them about like who I was and my experience then I start to, I like earned the right to be called my name <laughs> of course
0: yeah I know yeah they respected but, and, you I,
1: mean, I get it if I were one of them I'd be like oh yeah the d2 girl like yeah <laughs> at that point, like I'm sitting there in my head representing division 2 golf and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm the D- D2 girl. Like I am representing, yeah. you call me the D2 girl and don't forget it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, that's uh, a, I mean, that's an awesome title. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, it was, it was really cool. The team was awesome. Um, it was cool to, Walk in first day, walk out on the putting green after having to like quarantine over the weekend, not meeting anyone, and just set mm-hmm. up my putting drill and see that everyone else is setting up their putting drills and yeah. everyone else has their AirPods in. Everyone else is grinding. I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. Because usually, yeah. like warming up Division Two events, there's maybe maybe a third of the golfers are setting up like drills to do for warm up or just right. To- other than, you know, there's a lot of girls that just hit from hole to hole, like division two golf, you get pretty much everyone on the map. There's really good players. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a full scale and then it's got players that, you know, again, they're, they're, they want their education paid for, and that's all they really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so showing up to the Arnold Palmer Cup and just seeing like, that's what I imagine a division one event to be. And that's great. Right. Always wanted and always strived for um, just to be at that level, even though I was in D2, I just wanted to Put myself at that level of like that standard mm-hmm. and um so that was really cool walking in and seeing all all of the drills and and just feel like i felt like i belonged which was weird because i'm the only d2 girl but i just was like oh my God, this is cool. like, yeah
0: exactly exactly well and i mean yeah awesome. just everything that atmosphere and everything like you're describing it's like this is serious isn't like you i mean that's the way you've gone about your whole golfing career is i mean you want to be you know, you're a competitor and going to a place where everybody else is a competitor as well. Like that just, I mean, that's gotta be one of the most, you know, that's probably one of the best feelings ever.
1: Yeah. It was, it was really cool. And and I looked up to my whole team so much because even though I didn't know who they were, when I walked in, I started to find out and start to find out about their careers. And now I see them when they all win stuff all the time. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's so sick. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, so just everyone was really cool. I think the only thing I I wish, um it was a little different is that i the men's and women's side didn't really like hang mm-hmm. out together that much right, it was right. More like the girls all hung out and the guys all hung out mm-hmm. uh, so i kind of wish it was a little more mesh because i didn't really know many of the guys i never even talked to cooper uh-huh. um, yeah i saw him on the roster i knew he was on the team but i never talked to him uh-huh.
0: um, we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors Scrambling with Dolanado is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. PuttView View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world renowned golf coach Phil Kenyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable, and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says, they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or a green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. I think. It's funny because when I was recording with him and I go, yeah, I'm actually recording with Jamie. He goes, oh yeah, the, the D2 girl. No way, did he really? <laughs> I put it all my life. He said it. You you got to oh, listen to oh, his yay. episode. He li- yeah, he, in his episode, he literally says that. So yeah. That's but, so um, funny. Yeah. And um,
1: Um, so yeah, I didn't. We didn't really, you know, socialize that much. That's really funny that actually he knew. I'm impressed. mm -hmm. I feel like wow, he knew my name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I mean, there were a couple guys I met. The D two guy, he was super chill. We hung out because we're like, hey,
0: hey, D two, let's go. Let's go.
1: Um, and, but it was great competition. It was so fun, and um, I didn't play great I just didn't have you know you show up sometimes you show up to a tournament and everything feels good and it Mm -hmm. all is just going right that tournament wasn't that for me my game Mm -hmm. I just felt like I was um kind of playing catch up like I just wasn't I needed one more week so it's almost like my prep started a little
0: gotcha Um, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I didn't think it did but I just I kind of was at this weird plateau in my game so I wish I had played better but there were a couple days, like, when we'd play team stuff, like, I, I definitely, like, felt like I was really proud to contribute. But score-wise, I didn't really contribute a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, we got our asses kicked.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, well, hey, I mean. I
1: say we got beat pretty bad. but That's the, golf. Yeah. The other team was, international team, did super well. They, I mean, the people I played against, Olivia McAfee. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Was super nice. She was, I mean, she was lights out. She didn't miss a single shot. <laughs> I was yeah. like. I want to lose to that that's okay I'm right not lose to someone that's like missing putts all day long and so am i you know
0: right yeah uh, yeah she just simply was a better player
1: yeah simply that week her game she yeah. she she had it that week and i was like dude good for you and she's super nice too so exactly nice, um, losing to someone that's
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, and plus i mean the palmer cup i mean is once again it's, it's a huge experience and a huge a huge accomplishment to even just Be on the Palmer Cup team Mm -hmm. after so after the Palmer Cup. I mean, was it then all right, you turned pro? And then, kind of, what was your what was like the path you were looking to take with professional golf? Did you really know what I mean, tournaments where you wanted to be playing at, or how'd you go about it?
1: Yeah, so I had actually already turned pro before on a a Palmer Cup. Okay, because the tournament's usually held in June. Okay postpone it for COVID they allowed us to turn pro in that time
0: got it okay yeah. okay so
1: there was I was there was one other girl on the USA team that turned pro mm-hmm. I was actually really surprised I thought a lot more people would have turned pro
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I didn't realize how young the people on the team were like yeah I kind of saw them as equals especially because they played division one golf so I put them up on a little more of a pedestal so I'm playing with girls that are sophomores and i had graduated yeah. senior like super senior and I didn't realize right. they were young, you know right I had their you know they're they're playing incredible golf at a huge higher scale and mm-hmm. my head but um yeah so there were a lot that hadn't turned pro but I had turned pro not long before that I played one professional event before um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and got my first little check and I was like, cool, let's go play on a Bomber gun."
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so then when I got back from it, it just, I mean, Cactus Tour was pretty much all I had to play in. Um, right,
0: because it was still in the COVID times. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, not a lot going on. Got not it. Not a
1: lot going on, and travel was more difficult. Like, it just, it just, I was at the point where I didn't want to spend the money on travel that much. And mm-hmm. I also, um, it just, Felt like there was a barrier to it. Looking back, I don't think there really was a ton of barriers. Oh, except for the fact that I really wanted to play WAPT, and I still do really want to play WAPT. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I've never played one of their events, but I've heard really, really good things. Um, and they play most of their tournaments in Texas or Louisiana and in the South and gotcha. middle of the state. Or mm-hmm. And they have host housing. And I guess they're really good with host housing. Oh, that's but,
0: awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's an amazing experience. I'm the, I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah. But they weren't doing it because of COVID. So to Got go it. to those tournaments, I mean, expensive tournaments, 600 ish to enter. I'd have to pay for a flight. I'd have to pay for a hotel.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of expenses.
1: It was a lot. So there was that barrier. And that's why I just decided to stick with cactus tour because they play most of their tournaments in, phoenix and mm-hmm. i can drive to phoenix stay in a hotel play the tournament it just it's it's cheaper that flight was really the barrier got it i wish they had more professional women's events in california
0: mm-hmm.
1: but just because I, I mean i know the business side of all of it and financially it's just not possible it's too expensive to host here and there's right plane them to actually for them to make any money mm-hmm. yeah so I get it, but it is it is pretty hard being the, you know trying to play mini tours living in San Diego for a woman because yeah. it's, it, you have to travel for everything. Nothing is nearby. Uh, I did play a couple of those Swing Thought events.
0: Oh yeah, Swing Thought. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. I actually had a lot of fun with that because both tournaments. I think I played two, two or three. I was the only girl in both of them. But it's, all right. So do you do you know the the format of it where it's
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they're
1: men and women same leaderboard but the yep. women do different tees mm-hmm. yeah um, i admire the fact that they're trying
2: <laughs> yeah but it was kind of um, like uh-huh.
1: i mean it was cool it, I, I really liked showing up and some of the guys being like my friends that are really supportive and like you are being supportive of women's golf and being like dude this is sick. You're the only girl here, like right for you. I like. I truly hope you play well. Uh huh. Couple of those that I stay in touch with, and then there were the other ones that just wouldn't look at me. Like, yeah,
0: that's unfortunate.
1: It's unfortunate, but they're gonna be. I mean, they're there. It's yeah. it, You know, it yeah.
0: happens.
1: Yeah, it happens. You get some guy golfers that have played really well, really young, and they get a little cocky in the head, and it's right, type. Trust me, I've had my. Yeah. High-
0: <laughs> i'm sure song. you have i'm sure so, you have
1: um but it was a fun experience the only thing is that they change the t's so that our drives are generally in the same place
0: uh-huh.
1: but they don't acknowledge the fact that even though our drives are in the same place i'm hitting a five iron and this guy's hitting an eight iron exactly because they freaking hit it a mile, and I, i'm pretty average when it comes to distance um,
3: uh-huh.
1: i hit my irons on the longer side, but not super long off the tee. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting to be in the same spot in the fairway, but then like just still not have any advantage or any. It just right. wasn't, it still wasn't an even playing field. Um,
0: yeah. Well, then I, I mean, pins were, they were kind of harder to access to, you know, they weren't as accessible with a five iron. I mean, that's, that's kind of yeah. hard, you know? So yeah. Yeah, I see. Well, I mean, at least they, they made an attempt and it's really cool that you're able to go out there and, Game recognizing game sort of, and I mean, people are like, like, dude, like, I hope you go out there and just kill it.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, that was super, super cool. Really, really cool. Because I didn't expect that either. I, I, didn't walk in expecting there to be guys that would support it. I expected the other side, where I expected right? Right. To just kind of be like, well you, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, those didn't bother me as much. Of course, I was. I wish I was going to be proven wrong that there mm-hmm. would be none of those guys, but yeah. Um, you know, there's always a, some, I was, I was just, I was really grateful that there were really cool guys out there too. That were like, dude, say Good to meet you. Good luck. And like, do well, <laughs> like cool things.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. And I mean, now that, I mean, before we were recording, you were talking about how you, you, know, you went to Q school, didn't play the way you wanted to, but now that you're a few years into professional golf, I mean, wh- how's it been or what are some things you needed, you know, to adjust to and kind of what are some of your goals for the next few years?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually just coming up on my first full year of it. Gotcha. Um, okay. I'm still pretty fresh. I it's it's so interesting because there's so many things I feel like I could be doing better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then I kind of look at it, if I look at it through a slightly different lens, I could say, well, I'm doing a pretty good job. So it's 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 really interesting. If I could control it, I would play more Monday qualifiers. Uh, mm-hmm. I did yeah. play in the Lotte qualifier in Hawaii. At that point, um, most of the LPGA players or ex-players that didn't have status or didn't have as much status or Symmetric Tour players that didn't have that much status,
2: yeah,
1: everyone was playing Monday qualifiers for LPGA events because gotcha. they, weren't, they weren't allowing more. They were like weren't sh- reshuffling or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were packed you couldn't get in. I remember I signed up to play in the Kia classic qualifier and I was on, I think I was 40th on the alternate list.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. That's insane.
1: Yeah. For a Monday qualifier. And I mean, for the LPGA, it's different than PGA. If you're signing up for Monday qualifier, you go straight to the Monday qualifier. There's no, there's no prequel to get into the Monday, uh, which is super nice, but that also leaves the chance for there to be huge long wait lists because
0: exactly.
1: That's, that's all you're trying to get into. And it's one day and there's a lot of pressure on it. So
0: yeah, you got to go out there and shoot the round of your life. Basically. I mean, that's what all all qualifiers are really like about that's a tough, I mean, it's a tough grind, but I mean, if that's what, if that's what you have and that's what you have to play in, I mean, you got to go do it. I mean, you can't just pass them up.
1: Yeah. So I ended up, I decided that my best chance would be to go fly to Hawaii and get in that one because there'd be less people willing to fly out there yeah actually got in i wasn't on the wait list and um awesome that was a really fun experience um i played okay in my qualifying round and shot i think i shot two under and went to a playoff Uh huh. so this was at this point it was between me and one girl to get into the lote gotcha and it was beautiful when we played our first round and of course for the the playoff it just downpoured it was pouring. no Um, and it was at the point where um i we were she and i were both warming up for the playoff on the range and it was a day i think it was yeah it was i mean it was monday obviously so all the tour players were there practicing Mm -hmm. and they were all under the shade like watching oh man it was pouring it was like terrible and um
0: you're like, all right, let's go do this. <laughs> yeah,
1: Exactly. It was just, it was so interesting of an experience I had. My, my boyfriend was there and he caddied for me and he's not a golfer either. So it was,
0: he's, he gotcha. ball,
1: like, keeping everything dry. But at that point that was his only job and he did great at gotcha. it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it, it was a really fun experience. We played, I think three, either three or four holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the last hole they they squeegeed her putt off and she made like a 15 foot putt oh nice in the pouring rain it was a great putt i'm still annoyed that they squeegeed her putt no
0: was, kidding yeah why that doesn't seem fair
1: they squeegeed her line and they didn't squeegee mine but i didn't know that i could ask so
0: oh, i see
1: i think she asked um and i mean i had my putt was longer it's probably 20 feet and yeah. I had like a one foot I just tapped in for par yeah at this point I'm like just make par
0: (laughs) yeah exactly because with the greens are kind of unpredictable
1: yeah and she made she made a really good it was like a 15 foot putt breaking at least a foot outside the hole and I was I was impressed but I was also heartbroken because I came so far to play one day and I
0: exactly yeah I mean it's yeah it's I mean but like like we've said in previous experiences that you've had where maybe you didn't play Mm -hmm. as well or it didn't come out to the you know the, the result you wanted but those are those experiences are going to make you a better player and and just whenever you get in those kind of situations again you'll kind of been there done that all right you know let's take it home this time
1: yeah yeah exactly and and just I mean I was so grateful to to get that far and to play against such a good player and she was really nice too and it just um I I respected a a lot and she it was her first time trying to get into an LPGA tour event too oh okay
0: yeah
1: so I was really happy for her that she made it but obviously I was it was it was hard to hard pill to swallow you know of course of course flying with something like that I had my flight set to not leave until after the tournament because I'm trying to not have any stress and right and then it turned into like okay we'll change the flight how long do we stay do we stay as a vacation do we go right
0: yeah exactly okay when's it like what do we do here now yeah it's kind of interesting um but, but now that oh no good ahead. good ahead, good ahead.
1: Well, it was just a cool experience. Like it, I mean, got to be at an LPGA tour event play on the course and use their yardage books and um, just kind of feel the atmosphere. And I remember when I was there, I was like, this is, this is where I belong. Like it just felt, I was so comfortable being around them and being on the putting green. It wasn't like, I don't know. I'm, I've never been super starstruck about stuff like that. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, it just, it felt so cool. I remember I was putting and I thought it was kind of weird. I was putting near the edge of the green and, and this player just came up and like plopped down on her phone, sitting crisscross, like almost on my line, but not super far away. <laughs> I was maybe, I was maybe three feet off the edge of the green, just uh-huh. the corner to hit some straight putts. and yeah and she just plopped down crossed, crisscross, like just looked like a high school kid waiting for the rest of the matches to be over. You know?
2: Uh-huh. yeah, just
1: plopped on her phone and I didn't want to look because she was really close and I didn't want to like make it awkward, but then I walked away and I looked back, it was Nellie
0: wow that's <laughs> so insane
1: like, it's just so funny because she's i mean how old is nelly i think she's my age or younger. yeah
0: she's got to be yeah she's in her 20s for sure yeah no definitely 20s and,
1: it's and just look like, there she, she is she's just like hanging out on her phone and it's just it's so casual
0: yeah and
1: that was the one where i was like that's pretty cool but just like she's i don't know she's just hanging out yeah
0: look at her now i mean yeah it's yeah. insane
1: it's just, it was a really cool experience. So that, that I'll never forget either. Um, that was probably, that's probably my favorite professional golf experience is Mm -hmm. just going to the Monday and getting really close. And, um, the fact that I believed in myself enough to spend the money to go to Hawaii and to like really see how I would do in a situation like that was cool. And that's, that's the only one I've played in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I definitely want to play in more Monday qualifiers. Um, But it's it's a lot on the line it's only 18 holes which
0: yeah it's anybody's game it's anybody's game game
1: yeah i mean i'm the way my game is i'm not really uh i don't go low super often right i'm very consistent i make a lot of pars Um, gotcha and on a day where putts drop i can go low because i don't make a ton of bogeys so that's
0: what i do that's my game too that's so funny
1: (laughs) so it's fun it's hard to play money games though because yeah (laughs) It's like I'm too consistent to play money games, and then yeah, I, I lose a lot of money. But <laughs> playing playing like against friends, but um, so I don't know if Mondays are the thing for me because I don't know if I'm just gonna go low one day. But for the most part, I'm gonna stick pretty close to even, and just I could I could shoot even par like all day long. It just yeah, it gets pretty frustrating. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like oh, I just want to shoot sixty eight. Exactly. exactly. Um, but I don't know, I got to play to my strengths and maybe play tournaments with more days or something instead, but
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I know you're going to, you know, continue to work on your game as much as you possibly can and getting more, you know, just familiar with professional golf, because like you said, it's going to be barely coming up on a year that you've been playing it Mm -hmm. your first year. There wasn't entirely a lot of stuff and everything, but now that, I mean, you're going to be looking for tournaments and ways to kind of get, you know, to get to where you want to be, I mean, I know I wish you nothing but the best in that, and I'm just super excited to see how you go in those for sure.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Definitely. I mean, I'm just kind of flowing with golf, however wherever it wants to take me. You know. Yeah. I just want to have fun doing it, and if it's if it's not LPGA, that's fine too. Again, like that's my realist side saying. Right. If that's not the best financial decision, if it takes me too long, then I mean, I'll figure figure something else out but um I mean that would be so much fun to just to play play against the best in the world is I think any athlete's goal just it's a different game you know
0: exactly no 100% I totally I uh, you know I totally understand what you're saying and I'm very much the same way you know there was a certain point in my golf career. it's like okay professional golf out of the equation here like <laughs> we gotta we gotta reevaluate here reassess yeah. Yeah. And I uh, know yeah, I totally see what you're saying, but I mean, you still continue to, you know, to chase that dream. And like you said, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but you're going to find ways to get, you know, get your fix of the competitive golf that you, you know that you want, or who knows, maybe you don't even want to play competitive golf and you just want to be more enjoyable about it and get in the business side of it. Who knows? But, yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I don't even know. I, yeah. I, I would love to keep playing. It's, it's hard with Q school being once a year though, because mm-hmm. especially not doing great this year at q school I, it's like ugh, it just is like a dagger to the heart and then what i get to try it again in a year it's a long ways away so it's it's really interesting i, I really hope that i can um get in some semi tour events and maybe some monday qualifiers and and just i mean it's like a free-for-all just play well one of those days and see where that'll take me and just one step in front of the other you know
0: exactly definitely yeah and uh we're moving into the next section of so i like to call the ham and egg section so it's just kind of some for fun questions just get to know jamie jacob a little bit more um Mm -hmm. so i mean you've played a ton of golf in your life i know it's probably tough to kind of pinpoint a certain you know certain moment but kind of what's the most nervous you've ever been on the golf course and how do you like manage to keep yourself calm during those moments
1: um the most nervous i've ever been (laughs) Was probably at the SCGA. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was at Goose Creek. Um, Goose Creek,
0: yep. Goose Creek.
1: At Goose Creek. I know it's yep. on the it's on the rotation for Division Two events. Um, it's, I can't remember the second two days first day i shot 64 and was was up and on top of the leaderboard and just few-
0: just gonna brush the 64 come on it's just well, brush right by it i shot I mean, 64 I still, uh, that's
1: still my best round all of my best rounds are and they've always been in tournaments i don't know tournament that's are good. Different, different animal i was, gotcha
0: it's gotcha. a different
1: person um and so i was i was again like i said earlier i like being at the top and i like Chasing when no one's in front of me, like I can, I would keep off. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but the last day, third day, uh, another girl kind of caught up to me, and I was, I got to play with her that day, and I didn't play great on the front. I think I was like two over on the front nine, and I'm like, oh my god, I want this so bad. (laughs) What am I doing? But yeah, do that to you, you know, exactly. So I got to a point where I had to make par on the last hole in that last hole with the water on yep. the river, and it's kind yep. of par five um and so I'm nervous I'm having to wait and I think you had him on the podcast too Ryan Bishrat was Ryan
0: there. Bishrat Ryan's a uh, man
1: him and his dad were following me on that that last walking in and that helped me a lot because I could like I could talk to him a little bit and hang out and be a little casual but that was there's a ton of waiting so I'm right. trying to not think about it I'm trying to just like all you got to do is hit three two good golf shots and mm-hmm. rely on your short game and you'll be fine
0: exactly yeah
1: I was so nervous I ended up I got myself actually I I think I birdied it I don't know but I remember having a four-foot putt that I got up and down from greenside and I believe I was greenside and two because I decided mm-hmm. to go for it
0: yeah. Let's go. It was
1: like, I, maybe I had to birdie that hole. I think I had to birdie it. Um, okay. and so I gave myself like a three foot putt. I was so nervous over that three foot. Putt.
0: <laughs> I bet. Yeah.
1: I, she, the girl that I was playing against, she wasn't having a great hole. So I didn't have to make that putt. I could have par the hole. That's right. I do remember. And, um, but I made it and it was at the point where I was like, after I made it, I was like, I couldn't tell you where my line was. Yeah. I couldn't tell you where it went in the hole. I couldn't tell you what speed. I like fully blacked out cuz <laughs> blackout. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: So nervous. Know. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. No, I've had numerous you know, I had Solomon Razz on, and he, you know, he won the match for the national Championship and I asked him, you know, what what was your thought process? I don't know. I blacked out. I have no idea what going what was going on. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it There's happens. A
1: There's a point you totally black out. And that happened to me on on the 64, I totally blacked out. Yeah. yeah. I could not tell you what holes I birdied, but yeah. I birdied like five of my last six holes or something. I just went on a rampage. Whew. I like fully went off, and <laughs> I don't remember most of it except I, well, I do remember I pulled out that tournament. I pulled mm-hmm. out the fairway. Was, that was that's the only thing I remember because I had a break to like look up and be like, oh, I don't have to putt, and like actually.
0: There you go. You just kind of you know, it's just soaking it in up. a little bit, hanging yeah, out a little bit, out
1: of the, the trance, you know
0: exactly definitely and i mean just i mean going we're here on the next question it's kind of switching gears a little bit you know nowadays golf is huge on you know social media and everybody's posting about stuff and you've kind of taken off on social media a little bit and you work with some different companies you know they'll send you some stuff and kind of talk about like when did that start and i mean is there kind of things you want to do with that as well or what are some your goals with kind of your brand and everything on social media
1: yeah, it's really interesting. Um I'm well, so just my entire like the way I look at social media for mm-hmm. golf, I am a marketing student. I study marketing in college. Hey, same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, you do a very good job of it with the podcast. So your social media is very consistent. You do great. Um but it uh it's free marketing. If you're not on social media promoting your personal brand, like you are, you're losing opportunities. Right. Um, that's just how it is. And fortunately I've, I mean, I've been really close friends with with Claire Hogle. Um, mm-hmm. She, uh, you know, when she came into college she had a ton of followers and we're like, oh, we are Insta-famous teammate, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, uh, yeah.
1: And she's, I mean, gone off since then and she's doing really well with it. And it's, yeah, I just, I mean, I I believe that, like, what I put out there is going to attract a certain crowd. And I, I like, totally enjoy my following. I have such a cool following. Most people that will reach out to me are really supportive and um, just want to follow along my career. And, and I think they're following me. I created a brand that's not, like, follow me because, you know, I, I'm, I I don't know, I'm trying to get on Golf Babes or something, you know. Right, not, right. I'm not flaunting my physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see what kind of following I would get if I didn't. And it's yeah. interesting the difference. So yeah, social media, the brands I work with, um, Draw and Fade Modern was the first brand I started working with. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good friend of mine that played college golf, he showed it to me. or mm-hmm. showed, he had, It was his mutual friend that started the company. And, and their whole message was to get women into golf. Yeah. This is also towards um like mid-COVID kind of time. And I mean, I'm not making any money. I'm not, you know, I, I just whatever. Didn't really have anything to post either. I'm <laughs> like,
2: yeah.
1: Board, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and just their whole message of the one thing that really sticks with me that they try and push is that they don't like calling the red teas the women's teas. Mm-hmm. They're the red teas. They're for old people they're for girls they're for little boys they're for I mean they can be for just the beginner golfer you could be a five-year-old man that's super strong super buff super athletic you can play the red tees you're starting you know it's exactly for everyone and and so when they said that I was like I absolutely agree like I'm here for it like if you need support I I just want to support it um Mm -hmm. and so I've been working with them I still Um, have videos that I make with them and do little like instructional stuff which is new and fun and different Um, yeah but for the most part I reach out to brands every now and then and I get reached out to um, Mm -hmm. if I see a brand that I think we have a similar audience and a similar interest then I'll reach out to them and say hey first of all I probably love their product yeah usually it starts with product I'm like oh
0: Exactly. Right. Yeah. If it's something you're interested in, of course. <laughs>
1: yeah, Exactly. Um, but it's super, it's mutually beneficial. Um, when I get, I'm still at a point where I, I don't, I'm, I'm reaching the threshold of where I don't think I um, like, I think I should get paid for most mm-hmm. of my posts now, um, yeah. but there are brands that I want to help that support me that I have no problem not doing like doing unpaid stuff too. hmm I'm just trying, I'm trying to make that transition.
0: Yeah, um, of course.
1: But for the most part, you're going to get the random brands that are like DMS and like mm-hmm. model for us. I, I just ignore those and delete those, but it's the companies that are local San Diego and reach out and say, Hey, um, love what you're doing. Uh, you know, love your atmosphere, love your enthusiasm. We would love for you to, to test out our product and let us know what you think about it. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, um, especially with, with companies that are personal like that. I like to help.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: So that's really fun. And it's, it's honestly a hobby. I wouldn't consider social media to be, I don't ever really want it to be a mainstream of income. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like at that point, just social media, like I just social yeah. media is never, it's just not good news in mm-hmm. my opinion. It's negative for the most part. Fortunately, I've created an environment on, on my, profile and my posts and my, um, just my whole following. That's really, really positive. Um, yeah. We've gotten any bad messages or hate messages, except for someone told me my swing speed was not what I said it was, was like, <laughs> a thing. And I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, you, whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I, I'm really fortunate to not get, you know, the demeaning, like really rude comments. Yeah. So I think that's why I reach out to brands I do. And that's why I post the certain things I do that are modest and uplifting and positive and it's it's truthful like I'm not I'm not lying about anything I'm really straight out there about stuff um so that's fun and it's cool to see the return you get with the community that you build you know
0: right definitely when it's like I mean even though you know you're not getting paid doing anything like that whatever but I mean you simply just kind of like you enjoy doing it and you want to support you know those brands that are you know that kind of line up with what your beliefs are, what you're, what you're trying to accomplish with, you know, with your brand and everything. I think it's just so interesting to just, does, I mean, it's, I mean, same thing with this podcast, like I enjoy doing it and everything. And it's just kind of cool to see, you know, other people that are are trying to do stuff as well, because just to hear, just to hear kind of what your thought process is and what your goals are and what you're, how you're trying to go about it. I mean, that's, I mean, I simply messaged you and kind of that's yeah. kind of what you do with companies too i mean that's just how it happens that's how it goes so yeah,
1: exactly and it's you know cool brand cool atmosphere cool environment that you have and i i for sure i just want to help i want to be part of it and yes so, yeah it's cool you got good thing going here <laughs>
0: appreciate it you got you got you got great things going as well yeah i'm super excited to see kind of what you do with that as well yeah. um so i mean you were a junior golfer once you mm-hmm. didn't really know what to do with the recruiting process as well now that you've kind of been there done that you're you know is there stuff that maybe you would kind of tell junior golfers that are looking to maybe play college golf or you know just getting recruited is there some kind of advice you have for the you know the juniors out there
1: yeah so this is based on my own personal experience i'm sure other people yeah. you know had other different experiences so the yeah. thing, i can't what do you call that like an like a college recruiting company
0: yeah so like an agency yeah
1: yeah it was it was like a college recruiting agency yeah Um, where you basically, you send them your resume and they blast it out to everyone. Right. Um, Looking back, that's all we really knew what to do. Um, we didn't know any way else of going about it other than me sending personal emails to the schools that meant the most to me. Yeah. Um, I think because I wasn't on the map much at all at the time, and you know, I never played AJGA. I didn't play big junior golf stuff it was probably beneficial but I mean it never nothing i would never emailed a school that was on that blast list gotcha some people some schools may have responded um I mean at the time division three golf I could have gone anywhere any Mm -hmm. you know you can division three golf schools. I mean they have so many scholarships for women that go unused or at least that was what I was being told when I was looking for somewhere to play yeah um, I don't know if that's it's probably gotten more competitive now but still there's always there's always a place for someone that's shooting you know mid-70s to go to D3 and probably get school paid for but right I definitely recommend playing in like the college combine stuff anything mm-hmm. where there's coaches present because not only and like and this comes from experience of talking with my college coach and also being a team leader too that a huge part of being on a golf team if you're looking at a school with a with a coach that actually like wants to build a good environment Mm -hmm. um, your personality is a big factor too Um, your drive is a big factor and those are things that you can't you know yeah you're
0: good you're good
1: on an email they can't they can't meet you through an email Mm -hmm. unless you're zooming, maybe but um they want to meet you as a person and they want to see if you as a person fits in on the team i mean granted there are a lot of coaches that don't care if you have the scores then you're gonna they're gonna want you Mm -hmm. but i think that helped a lot for me too um because i'm surveying coaches saying do i want you to be telling me what to do for the next four years because if i don't receive you that's not going to go over well right um you know if, if it's someone that doesn't and you know, there's little values little things that you know they don't carry themselves properly they interrupt you and, and make you feel terrible stuff like that that's really yeah. important you're going to be stuck with that person for four years um if someone doesn't make you feel special make you feel wanted then i mean why are you going to do it so
0: exactly right
1: any opportunity you have to meet coaches face to face i recommend um like, God, I didn't meet that many coaches either, but it was so easy to tell on the couple that I did, like, no, I don't want to play for
0: you. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, just simply having a conversation. And I mean, obviously, like you're saying, I mean, somebody that you're going to be with for four years, like your coach, I mean, I'm, I mean, I you're
1: to like, be your leader.
0: Exactly. Like,
1: like voting. Like, right. I mean, you need to have a, a say and you need to survey your options. And exactly. So I think that for the most part, if I went back and did it again, I would, I would definitely prioritize those things. I played in like a college combine event where I met a lot of coaches, met a lot of players too. Yeah. Um, and then just like FCG does the, those college tournaments here. In yep. San Diego.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and that's where I met Greg. Other than that, do as many school visits as you can. That's the best, that is the most optimal way of seeing the, what you would be walking into, right? You meet the mm-hmm. coach, you meet the team, you see where you're going to be. Right. Um, but yeah, for me personally, I don't think the the blast emails did anything. Cause even if I did get a response, that would just be the tip of the iceberg. And then I would have to go visit. So then it's right. Like, no matter what, just meet them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meet them in person. I love that. You know, it's just it makes it a lot more personal as well. Um, yeah, and I think that's yeah, that's great. Even if you can travel and play in front of those coaches that you want to, you know, that you really want to go to. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's a huge thing as well. I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting too. I never played in front of any of the coaches. Like, I never got went and played with the team. I was going to once, but it was like snowing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I we,
1: don't,
0: <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't mess around with the snow. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: exactly. uh,
0: <laughs> Definitely. Um. So, I mean, we talked about women's golf in general. I mean, you, I mean, we've said you know the men and women kind of game; it's a totally different thing. Do you feel like there's anything that's maybe overlooked or not talked about enough with women's golf, just in general? I mean, do you feel like there's anything that you know maybe should be brought to attention?
1: Um, just because. It's easier, like, the, just because it's not easier. That was the wrong word. Just because it's less competitive mm-hmm. as far as, like, the impacted. The men's golf is so impacted. There are so many male golfers trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And it's just insane. I mean, you could shoot 10 under and be, like, maybe top 10. Yeah. It's just – it's insane. Whereas women's golf, if you're shooting 10 under, you're in top, top three probably. Yeah. Um, right so that I think some people tend to discount women's golf because of that Mm -hmm. Um, no matter what there's still people shooting those scores no matter what the work still gets put in Um, exactly it is a completely different game that the women play Um, we don't create as much speed we don't create as much spin Mm -hmm. so when we're in the rough it's different We, we can't get the ball as high we can't put as much spin on it unless you're like Maria Fossey and you have the clubhead speed of right most men Mm
0: -hmm. yeah (laughs) Um, yeah Yeah, she kills it
1: yeah she I mean she can do stuff like that but that's super rare I mean LPGA tour average swing speed is like 96 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: she's at 107 or something 110 right Um, so that's a big difference not that I mean speed isn't everything. It's not, if you're not rolling the ball in the hole, then speed means nothing.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but I get, I get what you're saying though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's um, it's a different golf game and it's really, <laughs> I understand why it's not watched as much because it's honestly, it's more boring golf. Like it's just really consistent golf. I feel like it's interesting to watch some of the misses that the, the guys have because mm-hmm. they do create so much speed. They're like, Pro baseball players like that speed is insane yeah um, and the margin for error is so much smaller when you have that much speed but on the other side the women are more consistent like fairway 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 green green right and it's right. just it's a different game so um definitely just i mean admire the strengths of both because i know people tend to prioritize and see men's golf and i mean i understand too it's really fun to watch men's golf it is it's different for me it's impressive because i can't get that like i'm not gonna hit a drive 400 yards like it's just not in the books for me i'm cool with it yeah um you know like look at women's golf and say wow look at their proximity like all the time
0: exactly all day long Mm -hmm.
1: it's um very different and maybe not as fun and not as like eventful to watch, but it's there and the talent is crazy. And no matter what the players on tour, are, I mean, they're all doing the same thing. They're all waking up, working out. They grind
0: it, they're still grinding.
1: It's still a grind. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I, I I saw that question. That question was the one that I just didn't really have an answer for because it's like, God, it's, it's hard. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but also women do have an advantage on like the media side of things. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're yeah. a women's golfer, you don't even have to be that good. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but it's evidence. It's evident in like some of the more popular influencers. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of them. It's interesting. Most of them played like Division Three golf, and then, mm-hmm. at the time Division Three golf for women like really isn't anything special it's still like if you're gonna try and play college golf as a girl like there are NAIA teams there are division three teams Mm -hmm. but most people who are playing on a division three team can find a school that's division two and and do just fine so it's yeah it's it's like it's really interesting when I meet people who play division three women's golf because it's probably more that there's a certain school they really want to go to and it happened to be three right but yeah, um, I, I would, I would look into the people you follow on Instagram, and even though they're taking advantage of it, like, or, do you admire them being golfers just because they're a girl and they play golf, or do you admire yeah. them? Because they like they've got some talent, like that. Yeah,
0: of course, right.
1: Um, but yeah, regardless, the women do have the upper hand on the the media side of things. Definitely, yeah.
0: And I love hearing, you know, from, you know, a woman, you know, lady golfer yourself and just kind of hearing that side of it, because I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, women golf, like women golfers and having ladies on my podcast, like this is just, I mean, I, I just, I want, I want people to know that. I mean, there's amazing golfers out there that play not only on the LPG tour, but in the call, you know, in college or, even people that are, you know, on the grind, like you are just money qualifying. I mean, just, it, it's just huge. And I wish more people would pay attention to it. So, you know, okay. I hope one day that it eventually will, but, um,
1: hey, yeah, your no. part, having me on means the world and, um, yeah, we'll definitely try and, and funnel more, more towards your way. I
0: appreciate me. that. I yeah. appreciate that. Definitely. Um, so early on, we talked about, you know, the most nervous you've been on the golf course, and you've had mm-hmm. a lot of you've won a lot of tournaments you've done accomplish a lot of big things in your, you know, in your golf career, but what's the most mem- memorable moment you've had while being on the golf course?
1: Mm, this was another one that I read and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, most memorable moment. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a couple big moments cause I haven't obviously like I haven't been at a, at a high level for that long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So at those couple events we touched on, like the sca yeah. and Nationals and Arnold Palmer Cup, like it's it's hard to pick between those as far yeah. as memorable goes. Um, I think if I word it differently and say like my most, I don't know.
0: If you want, we can we can totally just I mean we can skip the question if you want. Like if it's hard to come up, because I have I've had numerous guests come on that go, like, I simply can't pinpoint one. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: yeah, I mean it's really hard to pick one. Yeah. No, it's one totally of the fine. stories I have uh is it nationals? Like my first shot at nationals mm-hmm. uh, for the entire week. I hit a bird or no, second shot, first hole. I hit a bird like midair.
0: All right, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's Um, a
0: sign of birdies are coming.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't even realize. (laughs) That's funny. I've never even thought of that. But, um, yeah, no, it was – I, like, never seen that. There's a bunch of times, I mean, if you play golf a decent amount, you've had close calls of, like, oh, my God, I almost hit that bird, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. It never actually happens.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: And so I freaking hit a bird mid-air, like, apex of the ball flight. (laughs) Just – Poof! White feathers everywhere. Oh
0: my gosh!
1: Like, meow, ends up in the freaking pond. <laughs> Nearly, <away. laughs> like literally in my head, I'm like hearing like fighter pilot just like Nero <laughs> like out of the sky, and um, it was sad. I'm pretty sure the bird was fine because I yeah. saw it moving, uh, <laughs> but yeah, a good shot that would have been definitely would have at least been on the green. Ended up in the bunker, but there was a yeah. hazard there. There was a water hazard on the left too, and. Uh-huh. The bird, flying that way so it took my ball left a little oh if it ended up in the water i would have been pissed because i figured there's because there's a rule on if a if your ball is at rest and an animal like let's yeah scroll, comes up and grabs it yeah you're allowed to replace it uh-huh. it was like obviously there it was a mistake
2: uh-huh.
1: if it hits a spectator
2: yeah
1: it, i think uh-huh. like, um if you hit like if, even if you if you hit like a power line, you get to re-tee. yeah.
0: You get to retee. So it, I I was thinking that it has to be something like that.
1: You would be able to rehit it, right? Yeah. So that um, so my assistant coach who was with us at, at Nashville, she was with me when that happened. Uh-huh. Um, she played LPGA, Jennifer Johnson.
0: Yep, um, yeah, yeah.
1: She um she was like, I need a rules official because she was arguing the fact that if an animal moves your ball, you get to replace it, and that was mm-hmm. what she was sticking with. She was like, that should not. She was with me. She was like, "That was not a. It was a. It was a really good shot. I yeah. hit it, it nice. You know those shots." Um, and the rules official said that it you have to treat it as if you like hit a tree. You don't get to. Oh um, come on! Man-made thing, it wasn't man made. It wasn't. It was interesting. So that was kind of weird, but yeah. that's an interesting rule fact. But yeah, yeah, definitely that probably as much as I hate to say is probably my most memorable part on
2: yeah.
1: experience on the golf course. Um, it just was so unique. There was nothing else like it where I was like, it kind of, I felt so bad. <laughs> the
0: yeah. Well, Hey, I mean, I, you know, that's definitely a memorable moment that I haven't had many on the podcast say, so, Hey, <laughs> there's a first for everything.
2: There we go. <laughs>
0: definitely. <laughs> um, so we're heading into the last question here. Um, I mean, it's kind of, there's been a lot of people I'm sure that have supported you and, you know, been on your journey with you, your whole golfing career, but I mean, has there been, you know, somebody or a few people that have really inspired you be to, for you to be the person's last golfer you are today?
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of have to say my whole family. Um,
0: yeah, of course
1: I, I just, I have my one older sister who played or she, she's been an athlete her whole life, um, ended up rowing at san diego state too and um awesome wow my mom she i mean she's an incredible businesswoman like driven super driven was like a black belt and freaking some sort of karate and, and then my dad <laughs> um he played college football um he was a quarterback and ended up going to utah state but mm-hmm. ended up stopping because of an injury and before gotcha he got there and um he has been, I would say the most inspiring for me, um, just because he had experiences that were, that were the most relatable. Um, uh-huh. yeah, he was so close and he was considering like taking football farther and, and really could have, if he, if he wanted to, um, mm-hmm. he, uh, used his injury as a way out because he was starting to burn out, but
0: got it, got it.
1: Um, he just, he was at that level. Um, and he done it for so long and he like he wanted it too. so he is probably been the biggest inspiration um it's really fun to talk about stuff plus he's really passionate about golf so we just talk about stuff all the time and yeah um but his uh I think he he really wanted me to have every opportunity um in my sport just because he I think he wished he would have started golf sooner and he just like Looking at his past and comparing it to what he could give me, he just mm-hmm. wanted me to be able to, you know, play a sport that he could play forever, that I could play forever, whereas football he couldn't keep playing. Um,
0: exactly. Right.
1: So um, yeah, just all of them super motivating and super encouraging. And I'm so fortunate to have that, you know, support system. And um, but on top of that, like my teammate, it's just I'm so fortunate to be around so many people that they just want me to do well um, mm-hmm. yeah. and that have helped me along the way. I mean, friends at Rancho Santa Fe, they love me to practice out there and they support me so much. And just members I've met along the way at Shotter Ridge, Rancho Santa Fe, and Sanitas Ranch. These are all places I, um, you can probably find me on a normal day.
2: <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: But it just, just this whole community um, is really 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 cool and also like even still Cal State San Marcos just like the professors I have my sister was telling me that um she had she has a friend that goes to Cal State and randomly brought up that like oh yeah we talked about your sister today oh all right like recently and I've been gone for um over a year it's just I don't know they're using statistics or something. I don't know what class it was either but um just stuff like that it's it's cool to that I've been able to stay in the community mm-hmm. and build so many connections. And so it just, it's really, really cool. And I couldn't be more grateful for it all. So
0: definitely. And it, I mean, everything happens for a reason. And then, I mean, just the community. And I mean, I know it's super hard to, you know, kind of pinpoint a certain person or something like that, because in order to play golf, you need to have a big support system. And there's a lot of people that go into you being able to play golf. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's a very like, you definitely need to have people behind you. And, um, I'm glad that, you know, everybody that's been in your circle, um, it seems like your circle is pretty big and there's been a lot of people that just have really supported you throughout, you know, your career and will continue to support you. And, um, you know, like I said, I wish you nothing but the best in your future and everything. And, um, that'll wrap up this week's episode of scrambling with Delonado featuring Jamie Jacob. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, anytime, you know, you're out there posting on Instagram or you have a great result or something, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll post you up on Instagram and um, yeah, just wish you nothing but the best in your future.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Dylan. This is really cool. I really appreciate what you're doing with it too. And, and giving a little spotlight to, the amateur golfers and newly professional golfers and professional golfers. It's just a really cool one. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: I appreciate it. No problem. And uh, yeah, just like I said, if you ever need anything else, just let me know. And um, yeah, just thanks for coming on.
1: For sure. You too.
0: Have a good one, everybody. everyone thanks again for listening to this week's episode of scrambling with dylan auto just want to let you guys know i create an instagram for the podcast called scrambling podcast you can head over there follow for updates on the episodes as well as material that i'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos so you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes thanks again for listening and have a good one